Hey, thanks for joining us for episode three of our podcast called Restorative Divorce with the law firm of Aaron Burt. My name is Aaron Burt. I'm the attorney and mediator at the firm. And my name is Tyler Burt, and I'm the paralegal at the firm. And you also have an accounting degree, don't you? I do. So finances are your thing. It's right up my alley. Cool. Well, what we do here at Restorative Divorce is we try to connect the emotional, financial, and legal so we can help you restore yourself post-divorce. And today we're going to focus on the financial aspects of the divorce process. And what do you do when you're divorcing with a lot of debt? Right. And that's a really scary situation that I think a lot of people face. Yeah. And it comes up a lot. It really know? does. So much so that there was a joke floating around on the internet. And I'm going to say it right now. Okay. So what does a hurricane, a tornado, a fire, and a divorce all have in common? What's that? There are four ways to lose your house. <laughs> it's, it's very, very true. And awful, right? <laughs> I mean, those other things are just, you can't control it. And it's just horrible <clears throat> to think about losing your house. But I think in a divorce situation, that's your go-to. You're, you're really scared about losing the things you've accumulated. Um, and so today we want to talk about divorcing with debt and maybe some options about what you can do and what are the risks that you face when you're divorcing with a lot of debt. Yeah. First and foremost, when I start working with somebody that either has no idea about their financial circumstances or they are the person that managed the household finances, um, I encourage them and, and ask them to run a credit report. And I do that for a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. I think you can get a lot of information about your financial circumstances and maybe even your financial well-being. And not enough of us probably run our credit report. We don't run it often enough. But when you're starting the divorce process, a credit report can help in many ways. It can help you learn more about your financial circumstances. It can um, help us as your team members working with you to identify you know, are there any problems out there? Or even just see a summary of what accounts are open, what credit cards are out there. Are there things that we need to look into further because you had no idea that maybe your spouse had opened a credit card and run up thousands of dollars of debt? So the first thing I like to do is tell people, before we even get started, have you run a credit history report? And if you haven't, can you go ahead and do that and tender it to our office? We obviously keep that private and confidential, but it's a really good starting point before they even um, start gathering documents and tendering documents to us. It can really point us in different directions. And these days, it's really easy to run your credit report, to get a credit report. Um, back in the day, nobody knew how to do it. And they were very, it was very secretive about credit reports. Um, but, you know, as they've changed laws, they've changed rules, you know, you can you can have like a daily summary of your credit kind of 
and then I, I think you, right? it's yeah you mm -hmm. know um, but i think uh i think it's once a year or so you're uh, you know you can get a free full report from the uh three credit union you know credit reporting agencies you know for free so it's it's not as hard as it used to be like i think back in the day when we would ask people to run their credit they didn't know what to do you know and luckily these days they can go online and do it you know you don't have to call anybody you don't have to do anything so yep so it's useful but you're right it is it's a very good starting point for for asset and debt yeah i mean uh, and hopefully we avoid some unwanted surprises or hopefully there are no surprises uh, and you know we at least use it as a starting point to determine and identify what debts out there what assets are out there so i think it's a really good starting point for anybody um, listening if you haven't done it in a while run your credit report keep a copy of that um we would like to see it any attorney or mediator you work with may want to see it as well yeah. and it can help keep you organized um a lot of what you accumulate during a marriage it can be an asset, but usually it's tied to a debt as well, mm -hmm. right? So you've got your house. Right. Most people have a mortgage or uh, you know line of credit or a, a, a second mortgage on that house. So usually your assets tied to a debt. Your cars. A lot of people have a, a you know a loan for their vehicle, um, and there's you know there's really only so many tools we have to help you in a divorce address your debt that's tied to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want to highlight kind of the three, three options we have. Um, the easiest way to have a clean cut of debt that's tied to an asset is sell that asset. Right. And hopefully right. you're selling it for more than the debt you have. <laughs> um, but that's the cleanest way to say, I have no financial ties to this asset or this person any longer. Well, and I think that is how the joke that you told at the beginning kind of works because most, not everybody, but a lot of people, their house is their asset. And like you said, with assets being tied to debts, you know, and the the best thing to do is get rid of debt when you're getting divorced, you know, and you do that with the house, you know, right uh, for, and it's not, not for everybody. It's not, it's not the only thing to do, but you know, a lot of people that's because you, your marriage, you know, you're building, building a life together and you know, a home is the one, you know, the main thing that you want to, to build a family. Right. You know, it's a place to be. So, but with that said, <clears throat> having an attorney just tell you because it's simple, sell your house usually doesn't meet the goals of the client. Right. Most people right. are like, hey, you know, I, I like my house. I want to keep my house. My children are, are accustomed to this house. I've raised my kids here. Um, and so then we have to look at other options. And that is probably refinancing. You know, if you have a debt associated and, and both names are um, on this debt, you're going to have to look into can you refinance? Um, and here at our firm, we network with trusted professionals that can help you determine 
under the very specific circumstance of divorce, if you can qualify to refinance. And it's my understanding that there's packages out there specific to people going through a divorce um, to refinance their house that they might not have known about. And so we can always give those referrals to trusted people that can um, do a financial analysis and help you learn what your options are to try to meet that goal of, can you keep your house? Yeah. And then is it really financially responsible for you to keep your house? So if we're dealing with debt, and in this illustration, it's the house, we've got sell it and split the costs. However, the outcome of your divorce says you have to split the costs or not the costs, but the equity that you mm -hmm. earn. Right. Refinance any debt associated with that house. See if you can even keep the house. But then there's that other part of... You have to be able to give the equity or the um, value that your spouse also has accumulated in the house. So it can be really tricky getting rid of debt if you don't want to sell the house mm -hmm. because you're going to have to refinance most likely sufficient to buy out your spouse. Meaning if they get $30,000 because that's their 50% equity share in the house, you either need to come up with $30,000 and other assets to offset that, or you have to refinance for enough money to be able to provide your future ex-spouse their equity interest in the house. So yeah. it can get really complicated, but it's not something that we can't overcome. And yeah, we have and, a lot uh, of people that will help. I mean, we're learning every day. There are products out there, um, you know, from professionals that we know you know, that address that situation. Yep. You know? And in a future episode, we're going to have a mortgage broker um, and financial professional come and share what those products are or options are. So stay tuned. Um, hopefully next month, we'll be able to have a, a podcast devoted entirely to house refinance mortgage. Um, and also a little bit just about financial planning to see if if it's in your best interest to keep that house. But going back to some options for debt, you know, even the illustration of a car or a vehicle, um, selling it's always there. Refinancing the loan is always there. Um, finding a different way to keep it and buy out that asset interest. You know, if you've got another account that you can say, I'm going to keep my car, but I'll give you $5,000 for it. Then, then we will ensure your document, your backup plan says what exactly needs to happen, what documents need to be signed to have the other person release any, you know, claim they have in your house, in your car. So yeah. Um, yeah. other ways that you can reduce debt, if at all possible, um, is using marital assets to pay off your debt. What are your thoughts of, of people taking a, a, I don't know, maybe their hard-earned money from bank accounts and just paying off their debt? Do you think that that's a good idea upon divorce? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, upon divorce, you know, it is, I think it's always beneficial. Uh, let me word it a different way. It, it's always beneficial to reduce debt. However, you know, depending on your financial situation and everything, you know, it, and that is not always bad. Right. As we talked about, like having a mortgage on a house, like that's not a bad debt. 
you know, it's a debt, but you have a house also, right? So building it's building your credit score. It's <laughs> but it's so it's not um it doesn't equal bad, right? Debt doesn't always equal bad. However, when you're getting divorced, yeah, you're taking your hard-earned money and but you're you're betting your situation for the future, right? Because you've you've been in a relationship, you know, that has broken down and so there's all that emotional aspect of the breakdown of a relationship and you know so and one thing we like to do right is get people into their new phase of life and in the best way possible mm -hmm. so so yeah i'm not you know in a in a situation of divorce i mean i think it's always better to you know minimize that um that you have coming out on the other end mm -hmm. um but again, it, it all ties together, and that's why, you know, people look to us, look to you, you know, for for guidance mm -hmm. on on the best way to do that. And let's talk about credit card debt. Yep. Lots of families, especially these days, are racking up a lot of credit card debt in order to just maintain either their standard or, of living or to be able to provide things for their children or themselves. And they often come to us and say, I want to get divorced, but we have a number of cards out there with some high balances on it. Mm -hmm. What do we do? Right. Now that can get complicated because it's not like a house where we can say we'll work with our trusted appraiser to tell you what the value is or our trusted real estate agent so that you can sell it for the most that you can get to pay off debt. It's not like a car with, uh, you know, a, a, a loan um, that is just tied to that car. It is a credit card that has been used for a thousand different reasons. And so that can make your divorce a little bit more complicated because you either can agree, yep, the $20,000, if it's that, was accumulated during our marriage. It was customary that we would, you know, have this balance. It was all for the, you know, marital expenses, house expenses, children expenses, and we'll find, you know, money somewhere to pay this off. That's an easy way to approach it. And that can take a couple, a long time to come to that realization that that's the realistic outcome of that. Other families might say, I'm surprised after running my credit report or after getting financial disclosures, I'm surprised to learn that there's a credit card out there with $20,000 on it. I want to go through and see what all of those charges are for. So there's more analysis, I think, that goes into the credit card if somebody is objecting to the balance or objecting to what what it was used for. Sure. Right? Sure. So if you have high credit cards, I would say start looking through the itemization of the transactions. If these are all customary for maintaining your house or, or other activities or things of that nature, most likely we're going to have to find a way to either resolve that or allocate that debt to one party 
or say over a certain amount of time, you have to pay off this debt because it's a joint debt. Um, but there's, there's homework to be done if you have credit card debt to really look at those transactions, make sure that you're either comfortable with them or if you have an objection, then we need to analyze that further and see what do we do? Mm -hmm. Does the objection mean it's attributable to the other person that made that surprising transaction that isn't related to your family or to maintaining your, your home or other obligations? Um, but I find most divorces, they might end up selling their house and then using equity to pay off credit cards. Yeah. That right. happens a lot. And I think that um, that's what we, you know, in, in the business tend to look at first, right, is the house. What equity is in the house? Because that fixes, for lack of a better term, a lot of the debt issues, you know, when going through a divorce. A lot of people are taking loans against their retirement plans. That's true. Either to refinance in a, in a sense or to um, eliminate debt. And we have to be very careful because we're not retirement plan specialists. And depending on the type of loan you took out, you might have only a short amount of time to pay that back. And then you have, like you said, taxes and fees and other things attributable to it. But it is an option. Right. And I think the important lesson is that if you're divorcing with a lot of debt, whether that be house, car, credit card, retirement loans, other forms of debts, that it would be really beneficial if you work with a certified divorce financial planner or your CPA or a financial professional that can come up with a good financial plan for how can you eliminate debt? Because it's really easy for us to say, we're just going to use marital assets to eliminate debt, but that might not meet all of our clients' goals. Right. right. There's emotional attachments to certain things. And sometimes people say it might not make the best financial sense, but I really want to keep that asset. Yeah. And then what are my options? So, you know, having that team approach, a lot of people bulk at it, but in the long run, it can save you money because it's somebody that can tell you, yeah, you can do it and here's some options. Or, you know, if, if you don't want to use a financial planner to help you with that, it might cost you more in the end because you might have to just keep that asset, keep the debt, and then you're left after divorce having to manage all of these things without any further assistance. Yeah. And that's not my hope for any client. I, I don't want that. We here want everybody to enter the next phase of their life with the tools that can help them succeed. Right. And if you're divorcing with a lot of debt, there are options out there. However, if you have particular goals about what you want to keep in a divorce or what you can't eliminate, if you can't pay off debt, it'd be a really, really good idea to sit down and um, work with a financial professional to come up with an appropriate plan to meet your goals. And having a relationship with a financial professional helps your divorce and helps you after so that you can restore your finances after you go through a divorce, right? Yeah. So... Another option that people have 
is if you find a way to pay off all of your debt to then close all of those credit cards or close any account um, that you may have shared with your spouse. What do you think about that? Just trying to eliminate everything and close every account. Unfortunately today, everything works on credit reports, you know, and that's why we we asked for, we asked for them in the beginning, you know, because there's implications to everything that you do. Now you're going to buy a new house. The mortgage companies are going to go back and look at your credit and they're going to see, you know, if, if I closed all of my accounts, you know, 30 days ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your credit, your credit score takes hits on, you know, takes hits. It goes up and down and up and down. And, you know, those are negative factors that while, you know, can be talked through, you know, and, and maybe that's a possibility, you know, not being a credit professional. I mean, that could be a possibility is, yeah, we closed all these accounts, but here's why. And, you know, mortgage companies, they're, for the most part, you know, they have their rules, but they have certain they, exemptions they can for talk, divorce. They can talk through and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so every situation, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it's got to be a matter of preference and what is your future what is your short-term you know midterm future look like because you know while yes closing accounts affects your credit report it doesn't affect it forever and it's not the worst thing right it's 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 a negative impact but it's not keeping debt you know that you can't pay for or not paying your debt right like not paying your not making monthly payments is worse than closing accounts, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's give and takes, and you know that's what professionals come for. I I think, you know, I, I mean it depends on how the divorce goes, right? If you if two people really don't like each other, they don't want nothing to do with any with that person ever again. They'll get rid of everything, and closing accounts is probably the best option at that point. You know, anything to get somebody's name you don't want to see anymore, you know, out of it is, that's how you do it, Mm -hmm. right? You refinance, you close accounts, you make everything your own again. So, uh, but I would say just closing accounts is not always the best option. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of financial planners that I talk to and trying to preserve your credit score so that you can qualify for, getting a townhome, a condo, a new single family home, or just moving on. Um, You know, a a lot of them do discuss, let's try to allocate debt to one party and have the marital settlement agreement reflect that the debt's attributable to that party and both parties will cooperate with removing the name of the party that's not being allocated that account or that card. Your backup plan is that you have a marital settlement agreement that spells out exactly what should happen. Um, and that's an enforceable document. But the financial planners do do tend to say, if we can keep accounts open, um, but know that we're still severing liability between the parties, that that can at least help restore or keep a decent credit score. But there are options out there to try to minimize that negative effect. We've talked about some of the options you have 
about selling marital assets, refinancing debts associated with marital assets, uh, making sure you're refinancing debt in your own name if, if you're keeping that debt, um, possibly closing any joint credit cards or joint debt that you might have with the other party. Um, you know, but what are the risks? What if you can't do that? What if you don't have marital assets to pay off debt? What if you don't have the ability to quickly remove somebody's name because they haven't paid their percentage of that debt that's owed? Uh, what are the risks? Well, it's as if you entered a contract with, you know, another third party. If if your ex-spouse defaults on the loan or stops paying it and your name's still on it, you go through the same process anybody else would about liability and your obligation to pay that, that debt. So there's a huge risk that unfortunately I think a lot of families have to take is keeping their names on debts for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, and what's your backup plan? Yeah. I, th I think your backup plan at that point is if you can't work it out or have the trust that you each will contribute towards that debt, your backup plan is your marital settlement agreement. If you spell it out in your marital settlement agreement that wife is supposed to get debt and once the debt's paid off, then both names are off of that debt. If if she defaults on it, the other spouse could go into court and say, there's a marital settlement agreement here that says this is her responsibility. Yeah. She didn't pay it. Perhaps I paid it to avoid legal action or avoid foreclosure. So guess what? Now in divorce court, I'm going to ask that she pay me back and she pay my legal fees. So it's a it's a sticky process, but your backup plan is your marital settlement agreement and your backup plan is the court being able to enforce and hopefully give you your attorney's fees if you're in the right. Um, if you have to go back to court and clarify everybody's roles about a particular debt. Yeah. So making sure your marital settlement agreement is detailed with whatever option you have to take. If both of you have to stay on a debt, your marital settlement agreement needs to reflect that and reflect what happens if something goes wrong. Best option out there, try to use marital assets to eliminate as much debt as possible. Um, and if that doesn't seem to work or can't work, I think working with a financial professional, even if it's for one session or two sessions, definitely worth your investment in the long run if you have certain goals that you want to meet that perhaps selling assets or using marital assets to get rid of debt can't accomplish. Yeah. You know, we've covered a lot about debt here. We're going to do it again in the future because it is a really big issue especially these days um, with the difficult financial circumstances everybody is facing. We're going to highlight more financial issues down the road, whether that relates to what does a you know, divorce financial professional do? What um, options do you have out there as they relate to real estate or a mortgage that you may have? Um, so stay tuned. We'll have other professionals also joining us to give you information that should help you restore your finances 
and move on to a better chapter of your life. Yep. Thanks for joining us. 